The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hello, I'm Samantha, and you're listening to All the Filthy Details, the literary lovesick podcast. Please don't forget me. We've got a phenomenal show for you today, filled with enticing, tantalizing erotica. Erotica writer and performer Ruin Willow joins us on our spotlight on eroticists to share her plans for 2021. And of course, we also have our raunchy erotic stories from the Erotic Diary series. Talking of the Erotic Diary series, I have some fabulous news. All of the Erotic Diary series titles can now be purchased in one book. The Erotic Diary series season one, the complete anthology. You'll get the erotic diaries of Isabel, Danielle, Scarlett, and the Liaisons Anthology presented in a single timeline, plus a bonus chapter ahead of Season 2. All links can be found in the description. Story time. This story is from The Erotic Diary of Scarlett. Chapter 3. January 4th, 2020. You wouldn't believe what my horoscope said. Cancer. Your finances might be a bit up in the air right now, but there is little you can do to control the situation or gain clarity today. Rather than letting yourself get nervous about your money situation, just play it safe and stay tight with your cash, just in case. Get into the habit of tightening your belt. In the near future, you will come across a great opportunity that requires a rather large lump of capital. Maybe that means I should leave. I mean, I have a large lump of money, so it's not like I need more. But it's talking about opportunities. Maybe I'll get a new job, or someone will ask to buy my flat. Now I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't have long. I have to get ready for a client tonight. But I wanted just to write down something. I'm trying to do this more often. It's Isabel's fault. She's an avid journaler. I've never done it before, But when I met her about six months ago, she told me that it really helps her get all of her thoughts out and in order. I figured it couldn't hurt, right? Nothing's really happened in the past two days. Martha was released later in the day, on the 2nd. She had a drunken disorderly. Not surprising. They let her go once she was sober enough. I went with her yesterday to lunch along with Amber and Jane. The three of them were close with Beth and in with the gang. It got hard to not be around them after everything that happened, especially when they thought I stole the money. I did, but they couldn't know that. The problem is, I've known them since I was 20. Now five years on, Beth's sentence is coming to a conclusion. These women are going to be reunited soon. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Beth is going to have questions. She's going to demand answers from me. We have no idea how the police were tipped off about her. She's going to assume it was me, just like she's going to think I took the money. Just to top it off, I haven't written or visited her this whole time. None of it looks good on me, especially as I bought the flat not long after she went to prison. Beth wasn't smart, but she wasn't stupid either. Plus, she's got one hell of a temper on her. 
this was going to be bad, and I have no idea how I'm going to avoid it. I made my way up the elevator to the 15th floor of a very fancy hotel. This was a new client tonight that was looking to have a lady to play with. The agency that I use for my escorting is outstanding for assuring everyone is legit. This lady, who wants to be called Cookie, wants to play with me while her husband fucks her. It's not the first time I've been an added player in someone's threesome. It's always made clear, though, that I only find women attractive, which you would think would be an issue, but the women actually really like it. It means they don't have to worry about her husband getting more interested in the added party. They get to play, and she still gets to go home with her man without a worry. Tonight, my name is Katie. It's a go-to name of mine, but I do switch it up over the months to make sure I don't get any crazy stalkers. Thankfully, I haven't had any. Another added bonus of dealing with wealthy women instead of men. Once I arrived at the floor, I headed down the hallway and over to the correct door. I had been in the hotel before. It's quite plush, always a great place to work out of. Plus, the clients usually leave afterwards, so I get an elegant hotel room to myself for the night. Not that my flat wasn't fancy, it was, but still in a hotel room I can pretend I'm someone else. I knocked and it didn't take long for the door to open. There was the husband. We'll call him Mr Cookie. He was an older man in his forties. His hair was just starting to turn salt and pepper. He had kind eyes. I don't know why I'm drawn to that feature, but it's the first thing I notice in someone. You would think that would make sense. Besides, where else are you going to look? Also, I believe there's a truth in eyes that can reveal people's true intentions. Good evening, Katie. Please, come in. I stepped inside and saw his wife was already laying on the bed in a very sexy little black lingerie number. She gave me a big smile as I walked over to the foot of the bed. Hello, beautiful, I said. Her red hair ran to her shoulders in a wave. She has emerald green mischievous eyes that perfectly complemented her petite body. She was eager to play. Hello to you. I'd love to know what's under that coat, she said back with a flirty smile. I had on a long brown trench coat and some red stiletto heels. Underneath the coat was a matching two-piece lingerie set with a garter belt. My panties were crotchless, a real hit among my clients, and the red bra was see-through. I removed the coat and allowed it to fall to the floor. I could tell they both approved of what I was wearing underneath it. I made sure I gave Cookie all of my attention, though. I was here for her, and not her husband. I made my way over to her. She instantly spread her legs as she spoke. Not one for foreplay. He likes to watch as my pussy is being eaten out. Fine with me. That's the best part. I placed myself between her legs and removed her panties before I opened her folds and gave it a long lick from the bottom to the top. She moaned at the contact. Mr Cookie moved so he could get a better view, his dick already in his hand. I ignored him and focused on my actual client. I began to lick her clit and suck it into my mouth before I moved, lowered and started to tongue-fuck her. She was very responsive to my tongue. She arched into my mouth, trying to get even more contact between us. I pushed my tongue even further into her sweet core, taking her as deep as I could. Does it feel good, baby? Mr Cookie asked his wife. Ooh, fuck yeah. So fucking good. 
Mmm, she's going to make me come soon. Cookie moaned. I moved from her insides to her clit, licking and sucking it once more, as I added two fingers inside of her. I figured he intended to fuck her while she ate me out, so the least I could do was get her ready for him. It didn't take long before she was pressing her hips down and riding my fingers. With a few hits to her sweet spot, she was giving a long and deep moan as she came. I moved my fingers and began to lick at her juices until she stopped pulsing, and then I moved back, knowing that it was Mr Cookie's turn. Cookie instantly moved so she was on her hands and knees, and he went behind her. I lay down in front of her, opening my legs, exposing my crotchless panties. No need to strip off. Cookie waited until her husband penetrated her before she bent down to lick at my pussy. I put my head back, closing my eyes, allowing myself to feel her tongue, blocking out the rest. Cookie was very good at eating pussy. It was effortless for me to completely block out her husband, even though he's so involved. Her vibrating tongue ring had me automatically screaming out. The sensation against my clit was unlike anything I've experienced before. I couldn't help but hope that they called me again. Oh, fuck, I moaned. Of course, the sensation was unbelievable. She started to tongue-fuck me. I was a goner at that point. The heat quickly built inside of me, and long before I was ready for this to end, I was coming hard. She licked it all up. By the time I was opening my eyes, they had both came as well. I knew by the looks on their faces that I had two very happy, satisfied customers. Remember, if you need more erotica, you can purchase all these books on Amazon or read them using a KDP subscription. Please consider reviewing them to help visibility of the brand. Time for a quick shout out. Fans of medieval fantasy erotica should consider checking out the works of John Street. He writes about a time of mysticism in a beautifully poetic style. His latest book, The Witch of Many Ages, is available to buy from Amazon today. We hope to get John on the show at some point if all goes well. It's time for our spotlight on eroticists. Hello, Ruin. Most of us know you from the erotic audio shorts you've been providing us. But we've read your story, Harley's Peeping Punishment, from the He Will Obey anthology. Do you have the desire to write longer works with character development such as this in the future? I actually do have multiple erotic stories on my website at ruinwillowauthor.com. I do have an erotic book written as well, but I'm still working on revisions. I am also working with an editor at a publisher on an erotic romance short story of about 19,000 words. The story is about a couple who is delving into the dom-sub lifestyle with a scintillating foray into the sexy, taboo world of multiple partners. One of the most impressive aspects of your work is the broad, erotic subject matter. You could be writing about multiple partners in one story and then write about a lesbian sub-dom relationship in another. Do you believe elements of your past sexual encounters have helped you keep your writing fresh and diverse? Yes. 
being I am a bisexual switch with pansexual tendencies. So that really helps me in writing different scenarios for erotica, almost I'd say more so than my actual experiences. Plus, my imagination also helps with this immensely. Having a good imagination, enough to fully place oneself in the mindset of characters doing things the writer may have never done is a mark of a true writer in my opinion. Look at people who write horror or suspense spy novels. Many of them have never done what they write about, but their imaginations are so hefty, adept, and immersive that they can imagine being those characters doing unfamiliar things and still make the story believable. 2021 promises to be a big year for yourself, with what we understand is to be a new podcast on the way. What marvelous things can we expect to see from you this year? Yes, I'm very excited about 2021. I've been writing almost exclusively now for about five years, and I also write and publish books under my real name. I'm embarking on the journey of podcasting in the genre of erotica, and I'm really excited about it. So that is a pleasant surprise my career is taking. My foray into all things audio came out of a Twitter post, actually, where in December of 2019, I recorded a very short audio wishing everyone Merry Christmas, and the reaction I got from people really shocked me. They kind of went ballistic over hearing my voice, and they began asking me to do more audio, to read what I wrote aloud and share it somehow. So it grew from that into me creating my audio erotica YouTube channel. As time went on and people started to ask me, will you start a podcast? I resisted for many months thinking, how can I possibly add another thing? But, you know, people want it and give it to them, right? <laughs> I decided to dive in. I caved and now I'm gonna do it. The podcast entitled, Oh, Fuck yeah, with Ruin Willow. Because I often say, I say that a lot in my audios, and uh, people really like that. <laughs> um, and of course, being the internet, you can't use the word fuck. So I have to do F star CK, and then the website will be FCK. I'm going to be launching that probably in the next week, so I'm really excited. Um, and on the podcast, I'm going to be doing readings of my erotic stories, excerpts, maybe full, I'm not sure, but we'll see how that goes. But um, I hopefully have a few publications this year and sex toy reviews. For those who are unfamiliar with you, what websites are you active on? How can we find you on social media? I do have a website where I have multiple erotic stories. The themes are diverse. The website is ruinwillowauthor.com. Other places I have stories on the internet, um, on Literatica, and also on the website Blush Erotica. On Twitter, I'm Ranchi Is and Ruin Willow. And really, this whole erotica journey for me started with Ranchi Is on Twitter. The whole entire thing has grown much larger than I expected it to, which is a huge, huge delight. I love it. On YouTube and MeWe, I'm Ruin Willow. And really, I post most frequently to Twitter, so that I do multiple times a day. Would you like to give us a preview on something you've been working on? 
Now I'm going to read an excerpt of my story in the anthology, He Will Obey. It is a femdom, female domination anthology of 21 erotica authors, all independent authors. And my story is Harley's Peeping Punishment. Hell yes, she smiles at him. You know, my divorce is final now, kicked that neutered man to the curb. Loser would barely fuck me anymore. Harley's mouth drops open. What? No way. That's impossible. She sighs. Sadly, it's true. Maybe once a month if I was lucky. And that's if he didn't have a damn whiskey dick killing his boner to a limp noodle. Damn. If I was married to you, I'd fuck you two or three times a day. Harley takes a seat on the couch. After she passes her arm over it, his gaze drifts down from her eyes to her very erect nipples, down her tummy to her shaved pussy mound. She stifles a giggle as his eyes remain at her crotch. She pulls her leg up onto the couch, bending it so she can see that he notices her dangly lady bits. His mouth falls open further as she swipes her finger across her clit. Poor ignored baby she is. You wouldn't ignore her, would you? Um, hell no, never. I'd lick her and suck her as much as you wanted. His eyes don't move from her hand as she plays with herself. Good. She sucks her lower lip into her mouth as his stare travels up to her face. Drink up, babe. Cheers. She holds her wine glass to click his beer bottle and takes a nice long chug. He pulls the bottle from his full lips and his mouth, his luscious, luscious mouth, spreads into a grin. You want to play a little naughty game with me, Harley? His eyes flare open. Do I? Hell yes, I do. His jaw falls. His tongue rests on his lower lip as he takes in her full, naked, unbelievable body. Good. She mutters, will you go over and stand facing that bookshelf while I go try on a new piece of lingerie? I want to know a man's opinion about it. Now that I don't have a man in my life, will you let me know if it's sexy or not? He takes another swig of beer before stumbling quickly to the bookshelf. Careful now, don't spill. And would you be a dear and strip your shirt off for me? Just so we both have some skin showing. Well, makes us more even. Oh, sure. I can do that, Kira. Anything for you. Her eyes take in his boner, pressing at full hardness against his jeans as he removes his shirt. Hmm. I see that, Harley. Good boy. And yes, I've told you, you can call me Kira. She hurries to her room and pulls out her new mesh mini-dress, expertly pulling her nipples out to poke through the holes. She adjusts it over her hips and grabs her leather handcuffs from beside her bed in the drawer, her naughty drawer full of naughty, naughty, sexy stuff. She saunters back into the living room, slips on her work heels, flippantly eyeing the dirt specks and struts over to where Harley is pretending to read book titles. Can you be a hun and put your hands behind your back? I love to see a man's muscles 
when they are clenched up like that. So damn sexy. Oh, sure thing, Kira. He brings his hands together behind his back. She takes the beer from his hand and places it on the coffee table. It also presses out your sexy chest, and I love that, Harley. She snickers silently as he opens and closes his hands. She says, I'm going to touch you, but don't worry. I won't hurt you. Yet. He sighs, and his head tips back a bit. Oh, my God, Kiara. I'd love that so much. You have no idea. She gently grabs his wrists and slips the cuffs on, pressing them closed quickly to lock them. He jerks his trapped arms up. Wait, what? Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Handcuffs? Is that okay with you, Harley? I think it's so hot. Yes, I mean, I've never been handcuffed before, but yes, it's okay. He drops his chin toward his chest. She pushes his arm to pivot him to face her, and they meet each other's gaze. You like this outfit? I just bought it. I love it. Oh, fuck. That's the sexiest thing I've ever seen. That's, that's amazing. Aw, thanks, Harley. You really are the sweetest. She reaches around and smacks his ass. Now lie down on the couch so I can show you my pussy up close. She wants to meet your mouth. His jaw drops as he scrambles to lie on the couch. Now, you tell me if you aren't uncomfortable, all right, baby, with those cuffs. Kiera unzips his pants and runs her finger down and up a gap in the open zipper, all the way to his tip, which is now wet. His brief boxers soaked in a circle of pre-cum. A little wet up here, aren't we, huh? She runs her finger over the wetness, then leans down to lick it. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. He musters out between gasps. You are my dream woman, Kiara. I've always thought so. Honest. Oh, I've got you staring at me over the years, honey. But now it's time to teach you a little lesson about peeping toms. I'll be good. I promise. I'll do anything. Thanks for listening to my excerpt. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure and a joy to be on your lovely, sexy, hot podcast. If you write erotica and you'd like to be featured in an interview on the show, please reach out to us. It's quick, easy, and free. You're listening to all the filthy details. Story time. This story is from the Erotic Diary series, Liaisons. Erica. Sure, I have some regrets in life. I've made some mistakes, some of which I'll never be able to forget. I don't think of Christy as a regret, though no matter how much trouble she might have caused me, even though the memories still haunt me. Christina seems to slip out of my focus, like a slinking eel, only to reappear later when it's convenient for her. She called last week requesting a visit. The woman did not even have the time to call me herself. She had a servant do it for her. She knows that wasn't our deal. When I located her kidnapped daughter, and she sent the heavies in to turn the place into a bloodbath with us still there, she knew she'd lost me. I wouldn't entertain investigating anything again for her. 
Not unless she was in the same panic state as then. This had to have been crucial. I understood the urgency, as she had never been the kind of woman to make small talk. I'd learned everything I needed to know about her during the two months our working relationship had lasted all those years ago. In the days leading up to our meeting, I prepared. At the same time, I knew that nothing could have readied me for Christina, and I remained anxious up until the morning a chauffeur arrived at my home. The steely eyes of the chauffeur took note of my every movement, perhaps intending to intimidate me. Despite my attempts to hide it, I quivered. I knew the ride would be cold and emotionless from my suburban neighborhood to her intimidating mansion. It took over an hour to arrive at her home, which was stunning at first sight. I maintained a straight face, my thoughts racing. What business had brought me here? Why had the matriarch requested my presence? Why was I called to her when it was she who owed the debt? I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. The chauffeur ushered me out of the vehicle as quickly as he directed me in. I stood in awe for a few moments, my eyes resting on the magnificent trees planted in rows like ancient columns just to the side of the palatial structure. I took a deep breath, absorbing the brilliance of the design that faded into a grassy plain and then into a series of gardens. It reminded me all too much of childhood, which came with the freedom to frolic through green meadows. I took a big whiff of the air, the scent settling like droplets of oil and pool water in my belly. I was too nervous to appreciate it. I knew the chauffeur was studying me, his eyes resting on my features when I wasn't looking directly at him. His eyes traveled down to my breasts and then lingered on my bare legs. I hadn't realized so many other people would be involved in this meeting, and it left me feeling naked, nude, and vulnerable. After what felt like minutes, he had led me through a series of tall trees to the majesty of the structure ahead of me. I estimated the home in front of me to span about four football fields with a height of about 70 feet. It was a home fitting of Christie, that was for certain. A long flight of stairs led up to the house, which then led us to a corridor that met with a corner after corner. I would never know where all the passages led, what dark secrets loomed in each of these corners. Another flight of stairs allowed us to descend to a pair of doors. I was lost within seconds of stepping onto the grounds. The chauffeur opened one door, holding it open for me to enter behind him. Gray walls made of stone added to the expansive nature of the home, each room making me feel like I was falling down a deep rabbit hole. Walls also provided homes for large paintings. One in particular caught my eye. It depicted a woman holding a gold wine flute to her lips, drinking in perpetuity. Her other hand was flung into the air in celebration. I imagined that the woman must have been Christy. Each item I saw provided some revelation, some insight into Christina's personal life. The steady supply of surprises was dizzying and not helped by the chauffeur's constant twists and turns. Finally, he told me to stay put and went on his way down a corridor to a closed door. I waited. After several minutes, a man I presumed to be a butler emerged and introduced himself as Walter. He was much more tolerable than the chauffeur who never spoke a word. 
After introducing himself, Walter asked if he could provide a quick frisk. Standard protocol. I nodded, allowing the invasion. He smiled afterwards, satisfied I was not hiding a weapon. I'd expected my last meeting with Christina to be our final, especially after the crimson blood-splattered mess I was submerged in all those years ago. I could have died in a hail of bullets, and those who did, their blood coated my skin and hair. My stomach was sinking as I anticipated the discussion to come. Her presence was marring the entire experience, and I felt the pit inside of me deepen as Walter led me to the basement. I was already taken aback that our clandestine meeting would take place in the basement. Wasn't that a strange place to meet? Perspiration emerged from each pore of my skin, beating in my withering fortitude. This experience only sharpened my realization that everything related to Christina was strange and magnificent. Walter halted at a staircase. I knew what this was. Christina wanted me to walk through the imagery, take in the luxurious design, and understand her status. Was it another favor she wanted? I thought we were clear that I was done. We walked down the steps to a door in front of which Walter adjusted his tie. He brought a single knuckle to the door and rapped on it. At the same time, he pushed the door open and stood back, gesturing to me to continue on. He walked away, leaving me to my fate. My lips opened in a wordless question, but I said nothing as he left. He had intended to leave me with questions, I realized. Once he disappeared, I moved into the room. Before me was the earthliest form of a sensuous paradise I could have ever imagined. I wondered if Walter had brought me here by accident. It was much more opulent than any other basement I could have envisioned. I suspected this must be where Christina's most intimate and carnal activities took place. Had I not been here on business, I could see the allure. The shimmering pool took up much of the room's space, and loungers provided enough space for several swimmers to relax, though I anticipated that most people did not use this room to swim and relax. Lights under the water provided ambience. A bare-chested woman, a statue I realized, was perpetually spitting water into the pool. The walls surrounding the pool bore paintings and carvings, which were splayed chaotically around the room. Each piece of art had its own light. Visual stimulation was everywhere I looked, strategically placed. The vast space also housed plush seats made of woven leather and fine wood. They looked like flesh reminiscent of naked bodies. I could only imagine how many naked bodies had been strewn across these chairs, providing easy access for delicate lovers. My eyes traveled around the room, shocked when they finally landed on Christina in one corner. I began my journey across the room to the lounges she perched on, slowly. As I got closer, I realized she wasn't alone. Christina's legs were spread wide, and a younger woman with black hair was buried between them. Christina writhed in pleasure, her hands firmly pressed against the head of the woman providing her such joy. I got closer, watching the woman's pink tongue flit in and out of her mouth against Christina's clit. 
Her response was a deep moan. I held my own moan in with a swallow of air. The woman was trained to understand what each cry meant. She was under complete control. I opened my mouth to speak, but I was shocked back by the tightening of my nipples and the goosebumps forming all over my body. I could not stop anything and didn't understand my body's reaction to the sight. Why had Christina asked to see me here? There were so many other ways she could have met me, yet this was what she had chosen? Confusion and curiosity paired with a semblance of lust, creating a strange combination of emotions. Pure chaos. Christina's body quaked and trembled, and her pink nipples peeped out from behind the towel, lazily covering her surgically enhanced breast. Part of me wanted the show to end soon. There was only so much dampening the space between my legs could take. Had I not been so worried about what was to come, I would have wanted to bring my hand to the dampness and bring myself to the same kind of pleasure. But as it was, I was terrified of the woman. I cleared my throat, stopping both women for a moment. They sought out the source of the noise and found me standing over to the side. The unnamed woman looked only slightly disappointed, but Christina did not seem to be bothered. Business had always been the main priority for her. Christina grinned after a moment, which prompted the other woman to stand to her feet. Christina motioned with her head for the woman to leave, and she acted quickly. Quickly, Christina pulled a robe over her naked body. Christina spoke finally, after a long look at me. She revealed the woman pleasuring her to be Mila, not a lover, but a loyal member of her organization. Like ourselves, Mila was a Russian but of Asian descent. Her family had been targeted by an oriental gang determined to wipe out her bloodline until the Zimas got into a conflict with that organization and gave her refuge. Mila would do anything Christina wanted. Anything. I'd seen enough of Christina, and so I knew I should nod politely in response. Never show any sense of shock. No sign of weakness. Finally, Christina asked me how I was doing. I didn't lie. I told her I was faring just fine. She smiled in response before finally delving to the purpose of her call. No nonsense. All business. Apparently, Christina had a party in the same basement a few weeks ago, which was not out of the ordinary. As she split the details of the case, I learned that Christina still trusted me. She did not, however, trust all of her staff and a woman named Dana, who had somehow found her way through the security setup. She'd proposed something of a partnership. While Christina had no intention of even considering Dana as a partner, she wanted to learn more about the woman. That's all I need out of you this time, she pleaded. To find out who Dana was. Just like that, I was roped back in Christina's wicked web. You've been listening to all the filthy details. The Literary Lovesick Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. 